Welcome to A Bit of Board Games, a casual podcast documenting the many failures and hopefully successes of Bitwaffle Games as we learn the ins and outs of board game design and self-publishing. Join us on this journey as we talk about a bit of life, a bit of design, and a bit of board games. Welcome back to another episode of A Bit of Board Games. It is April 19th, 2023, and this is episode 52 of A Bit of Board Games. I'm Steven, the recovering from sickness game designer and uh, artist. That's the other title I have. Uh, and <laughs> also here is Trevor. Trevor. Hey guys. Um, I'm not recovering from being sick, but I was going to say your voice sounds extra sexy right now. So maybe we should just hold on to that. Mm. Let's it's just... like, uh, have you seen Friends where Phoebe gets a cold and she thinks she has like a sexier singing voice when she has a cold, so she tries to get sick? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, that's that's what you remind me of right now. So, so it's not. I mean, it's not horrible, but right. Let's, let's try to get you better at some point, probably. <laughs> yeah. For, for now on, we're only going to record when when I'm sick. So <laughs> just so I can say good morning, or good morning. Howdy, that's no. <clears throat> I gotta we'll just get you smoking or something. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's a good idea. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I, I'm I'm recovering from being sick because uh, we we got COVID. Everyone in my house got COVID over the weekend, um, which was super fun, especially when you have a one year old baby that's shaking with chills, um, and which was not not the coolest, but. Yeah. Um, kids are better. Just kind of some, some, uh, snot, some boogers. That's about all they got left. Um, I got hit with it like on like Sunday. Olivia got hit like the day before me. Um, but dude, like Monday, I was I was so like I had I had just chills. Like I literally had like goosebumps all day, and just felt so cold. I was in full sweats, laying outside in the sun in sixty five degrees, and still felt cold. Like Weird. like frigid in like in the warm sun in Colorado when you're in the sun like it feels very warm, so yeah that is strange. It was not a fun experience. I like literally like teeth chattering during the day. like it was just it was, it sucked man. Um, but we're on the mend. I finally have some more energy today. Uh, and my my wife is doing better too. Kids kids are all better and full of energy. So that's always always good. Um, yeah. Well, glad you're on the mend. That's no fun. But I will say we were talking about this earlier. When you're sick, you get a lot done. So, <laughs> I mean, you've, you've been cruising with some art. You've been looking up some, um, some honestly, some operational you know, things. And it's just like, and I was gone all weekend. So I had the opposite sort of effect. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to hear kind of, uh, you said you wanted to talk about it over the podcast, hear what you have to say and different mm-hmm. thoughts. But um yeah. So anyway, like I said, maybe being sick for you isn't the worst thing in the world. Let's we'll try to make it like a twice yearly thing, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. See. Well, here's the thing. Like, there was one day I was I literally I couldn't do anything, and like I, I didn't look at my barely looked at my phone. I listened to like some podcasts that day, but didn't fully process everything. Uh, so you need like a buffer day, is what you're saying? Yeah. Right. So like Monday, I was really bad off, but then uh-huh. Tuesday, I'm like I'm better, and I I don't feel like death. But I don't feel good enough to like work a full work day, right? So 
I'm like, okay, I'm just going to chill and like let my body rest and everything. And in that, right. so that was Tuesday for me yesterday. And that was the day where I was like cruising through more art. So <laughs> I like finished like four more illustrations, like colored and everything. Um, ones that I had kind of sketched out before I finished kind of the, the line work and then um, colored those and then kind of tweaked some stuff on the card designs as well. Um, but yeah, in general, I mean, while we're talking about the art, I think we, we talked about that a lot last, I think that was last episode, um, yep. but nailed down a lot of icons, uh, kind of in a matching set, kind of worked through all those. Um, and then over this past weekend, around being sick, uh, I kind of finalized a couple more icons to in that same set. Have we landed on a scrap icon yet? Yeah. Did we decide on one? Uh, I mean, I decided on one. <laughs> Uh, I think it was a newer one. It was like, uh, okay, it's it's in the the picture I just sent you. Okay, underneath the the shade core icon. It's like almost a square with like indented things. It's almost like an X, but not. Do you see it? I see it. What do you think? Oh no, it's not a good reaction, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, it doesn't. I, have, I like it. Hold on. It looks like a shuriken to me. Mm, yeah, I, I can see that a little bit. Um, I I think if it's a scrap one, I think it'll it'll work. I'll be fine with it. I mean, we can we can tweak it. So here's the thing though. Like we can scrap is such an abstract thing. So it could literally be anything. We can say, hey everyone, this is scrap, and they'll be like, all right, cool. And so I think like that is like almost square shape. It looks like two little overlapping things because there's like a um, a gap between the two sides. Right. And so I think, I think it'll be fine. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I, we can tweak it a little bit, but I think that's like, it, it's different. I enough. like the idea. I think I want to make it less star shaped if possible. Okay. Yeah. We, like can, if we can make it more square. like the one in the background. Yeah. If we could like make it a little, I don't know, like turn the background image clockwise a little bit more. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we can, we can, we'll, we'll mess with that. Anyway, okay. so kind of working on icons. Um, I was, I was reworking the, the main category icons too, like the combat defense and utility, um, mm -hmm. to kind of match this existing style. Like I have this, I'm keeping the same general shapes that I had for those categories before, which was like the top left icon. Uh -huh. Um, I'm just modifying them slightly to try to be more in the same theme. Um, yeah. But I think I'm pretty happy with those too. I think they look cool. Yep. Uh, yep. And then I was working on some accessibility stuff in the card designs as well. Because um, we have kind of the general color palette we chose, which is for basic items, it's kind of, it's gray, like a, like a light gray. For advanced, it's uh, a blue, like a slight teal, tealish blue. And then Mastercraft uh, is like a red slightly towards the, pink-ish slash magenta side. Mm -hmm. And when I when I tested this in like a color colorblind like test thing where you can like upload images and like look at all the different things to, to see how they look. It it does pretty well like differentiating between the three different colors. Right. But not it's like like I think basic and advanced look a little bit similar. And so I, I I thought about trying to change our color palette, but then it's really hard to find a very specific color palette that just, that looks good. And also 
like differentiates it, differentiates itself enough for every colorblind mode. However, mm-hmm. we I also added if you again in the picture you sent, I added these little pips, like little dots in the top left next to the icon. Right, it shows the rarity. And so it shows the rarity. Right. So there's there's one for basic, two for advanced and three for mastercraft. Right. And then additionally under the title it says basic, advanced or mastercraft like in text. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping those are you know besides color we have two other indicators of what the quality is on the blueprint. Steven so, is a very thoughtful person and I I agree. I think that's perfect. I think that See, I'm the type of person that would have just been like just put the the name of it <laughs> and we'll be good. But having like sure. colors obviously is cool and then having the dots oh. I think is like a second visual thing. And there's actually a third a third thing I did visually. So okay. the background of the card that hex? Yeah. It gets more detailed as it advance, advances through the the rarities, the qualities. Very cool. Um, if you, I think it was, send you, man, when was that? Ooh. Oh, look. I know what you're talking about. So it was, okay, it was like before all the podcast episodes, I think. Yeah, I see it. I see the Mastercraft one. So yeah, before that, right before those, I sent you like a shot with oh, all, yeah. all three together. Yeah. Perfect. It's like the basic has like smaller detail that advances a little bit more. And then uh mastercraft has even more than that right so anyway three visual indicators outside of color for the rarity so hopefully that should be that should be good um because i do like our color palette a lot and and when we chose this color palette we chose it because it was close to to hitting all of the different like types of color blindness and and being able to work for that that was kind of what we were thinking through like when we when we chose this we had like a, a rough idea of what we wanted to do and right. then this is what we went with but uh anyway so that's some some things on the art side i've still just continued to sketch as i can and work on design stuff so it's been been a lot of fun it's sweet it really um, is sweet it's looking good yeah i just feel like i feel like we're really like making some decent progress which is which feels good um in yeah. and, and on on that too i i started Listening to a a new podcast, not a new podcast, but one that I like was aware of before, but never really listened to, and it's called Crowdfunding Nerds, and so it's it's made by this uh, one of the main hosts is Andrew Lowen, and he runs a like a marketing business for all kinds of stuff. So he has like his main uh, marketing business um, to that he markets. You know, they do like web design, any type of marketing like online and stuff. And then this kind of spin-off business uh like branch, I don't know what you'd call it. Second business like off of that specifically to market crowdfunding campaigns called Crowdfunding Nerds is the name of their website and everything. And they've done a lot of board games cuz like so he's actually done his own board game called Deliverance and it's like this big like christian dungeon crawler uh is what he calls it and okay. it's like with angels and demons and stuff and like it's actually really looks really good like the quality is amazing like he's got crazy amounts of like minis and like the artwork is great and everything um so he back he funded that a couple of years ago now i think and it's like in production and hope and like shipping soon potentially anyway so he he did that his own campaign and he's done a lot of marketing for other crowdfunding campaigns and so they have a podcast talking about 
a lot about like crowdfunding, whether that's Kickstarter or GameFound, uh, which are like the two main ones you'd use for board games. GameFound is specifically board games. Um, and that's a newer one that's kind of that's been growing a lot. And I've been looking a lot of like comparison things too between using GameFound and Kickstarter. Just because okay. that's that's been interesting too. But the the a general thing uh between well, okay, so first of all, fr- from there there were some stats they had. Um that so last year there were over a thousand games that were fully funded uh over fifty thousand dollars last year through crowdfunding sources. Wow. Uh and then this year has already had fifty that have fully funded over fifty thousand dollars. So that's not even talking about like the ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar campaigns and stuff too. But like the there's a lot of games in the market and a lot of games that get funded like through throughout the year, which is crazy. That's, yeah. That's um, exciting though. It is, yeah. I think uh, some of me, some, sometimes I'm like worried. I'm like, man, there's like so much competition. Like, are, are we going to be able to, to do this? And then, but then also I'm like, well, you know, if, if it's a good a game, which it is, we've gotten good feedback uh, and you have a following and you have good, like quality and everything, then like, you know, it's, it's going to work out. And so I think the, the biggest thing I've, I've taken from the, the podcast, which is the podcast talks about all the different stages of like, you know where where you should be before uh having a crowdfunding campaign and kind of things to help you during and what to have and like like all these like good and bad things to to think about and so i've just kind of been listening to that uh, throughout my day and just to like absorb information cuz they've got a lot of episodes on different things but yeah, um what awesome. one of the main things that they said like if if clients come to them and like hey like i want to launch on kickstarter you know, some of the main things they look for if they're going to take on this client, they like the general rule of thumb is like, they want you to have an email list, you know, with like for like a newsletter or something and have a thousand emails on there from like, so that when you do launch your Kickstarter, you can send it out and be like, Hey, it's, it's live. And so that the, your, you know, return on investment in a sense, um, from, or like the percentage of people that are on your email list that will actually back is a good start to like get you get you funded. So like if yeah. you have a thousand people on a list, like there's a good chance you can get like a couple hundred of them to, to back it right away. You know, if, if they're interested in it and following you and then that's a good, like a good sign that you, you can succeed. So right. I think that's one of the, one of the things that, you know, we'll have to be thinking about as we go. I think we're starting to have more visuals to post and more things. And yeah. then, as we start doing some other things to like build, build more community and just get more feedback on our game, like through playtesting, you know, we've got plans, you know, hopefully this summer, um, once we have like the next iteration tested and, and like maybe like, so like two iterations from now, hopefully we'll have like a decent version of the game. I mean, we already have a decent version of the game, but have like a, a good version of the game that we can bring to like some, some game stores or some other, like, there's game design meetups near us and stuff, too. And right. So we want to bring it there to test with people who are in that space a lot more. Yeah, um, but, yeah people that are already interested and in, instead of trying to build new interest. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, with that, too, at, at that point when we're starting to test with, like, other people that way, you know, we'll probably have to have our rule book <laughs> down, which, yeah. So there, there's a lot of things that I think, you know, are just really helpful to have 
um, that you'll need to have like when we launch on uh, game founder Kickstarter, whatever we choose to use um, that we've got like a list of things like, like milestones or things that we have to accomplish or do you kind of before we can do that. Obviously we have a lot of art we need to complete and we have more testing and a couple of features we're still working on, but I think doing this research has been really helpful to kind of have some, some groundwork for, for next uh, steps outside of like just working on the game. Right. Um, and with that, Trevor and I are going to have a, a business meeting to kind of discuss all this stuff pretty soon. So, yeah, yeah, we're uh, now that we have a real product, we're starting to to really get in the uh, the business mindset and how we how we turn this into something that's marketable and get it out to to people like you guys that are listening to the podcast that can um, you know enjoy it and get your hands on it at some point. So, yeah, absolutely. But it's all. <laughs> I don't know. Doing this research has just been very um, scary and exciting because <laughs> right. some, some of it, I'm just like, oh, geez, like there's so much we got to do. Um, yeah. And like, there's a lot of polish we have to do. And even though like, we're like, oh, we're making progress, feeling good about it. It's like, we, we have a lot to go still. Right. One this of, isn't, it's so when we chose to do this originally, we're, we're like, man, this would be a fun hobby to pick up. And it's, it's very different than any other hobby that you could ever pursue just because right. it's not like we're just making art for ourselves. That is just, you know, on the spare time we have to do together as friends. Like, obviously it's something we enjoy and something we're doing, but the, the end goal of this whole thing is, is, is really a business at the end of the day. Right. So it's, it's like, yeah, we really enjoy making this game and getting together each week and talking about, you know, what we want to do with it. And, um, it's something that we've enjoyed, you know, for most of our lives growing up and especially now as adults, it, you know, board games are something we really love, but yeah, it's, it's not just something that we're going to keep to ourselves at the end of the day, there's, there's a whole other element of this thing that we've got to figure out and, and start working on that just, um, just adds a whole nother layer of, uh, not complexity necessarily, but just work. It's just sure. you know, something else we've got to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's one it's one thing if we're like, hey, let's make a game and and publish it on Kickstarter. But it's a it's a second it's another thing entirely if we're trying to like use this as a launching point for this company and mm -hmm. business and everything there. Yeah. So Yeah, that's kind of like it's like, yeah, let's just make a game and publish it. Okay, cool. Like if we succeed or barely succeed uh in a Kickstarter, like <laughs> we accomplish that goal, but it's different when we're trying to build a following. Right. <clears throat> and and that I mean that's I think that's one of the main reasons we started making this game in particular. We were designing another game entirely before and then we're like, "Hey, like let's do this for real." And they're like, "Okay. I think the scope of the game we're working on is too big. So let's right. start from scratch and like design a game that's going to be smaller in scope, have fewer uh components and like less costly components so that you know, we have a, a solid, like, like a smaller campaign overall and smaller amount, like a smaller scope of a, of a game so that right. when we go to publish and, you know, Kickstarter and manufacturing and shipping and everything there, it, if we make mistakes, which we're bound to make mistakes in some capacity, you know, we'll, we'll do it on a smaller scale and then be able to learn from that and, and hopefully you know, deal with those and react to those in, in a way that that builds 
trust with our community and everything too. You know, when these things happen, hopefully on a smaller scale, we'll be like, okay, let's, you know, resolve this, fix this. And then that gives us a better framework for the next game that we want to work on and, and the one after that and everything. So I'm really glad that we did, <laughs> we decided to do, to do this. Um, even if this game maybe has gotten a, a, like a little bit uh, of scope creep, you know, a little bigger than we initially planned, it's not, it's still not bad. So I, you know, I, I take everything that we've learned and done to this point um, with a, a big dose of optimism because the whole point of this thing was to, to learn and to, to grow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's why we started with this, this, quote unquote, smaller card game in our eyes than the original board game that we had, you know, huge um, excitement for that we're still going to pursue at some point. But it was, you know, the reason we started here is is for a reason. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to learn things. There's going to, you know, we talked early on about scope creep and how we wanted to avoid that. And I honestly think we did a phenomenal job for our first time, yeah. not letting, you know, get away from us and, and spending. I mean, we're going to spend have spent at least two years by the time this thing is, um, you know, fully fledged out and uh, sure. whatnot. But at the same time, I, I don't know if I would have thought we could have come up with something as good as we have in a shorter amount of time anyway, for the first game. So no, I, I'm, I'm very excited with, with where we're at, the process we took and the things that we've learned. And I think, um, it, it just is, is preparing us. And, and here's the thing is that we're, 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 doing all this meticulously and thoughtfully so that the second time we do it can be faster and can be um, more efficient and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the ways that we've learned at least. So, yeah. Yeah. So much of what we've done, it, it's figuring it out as we go, even just like the, the tools we're using or like, I, I don't know. I think next time I think we'd try to play test our game sooner. And yeah. we, we like conceptualized everything for so long and then like went through like, details like hey what if this is how you played and what if you did this and it, it took us a long time before we, like we we first like tested the game in any capacity yeah and yeah. like we're definitely going to have to have an episode <clears throat> at some point that is what would we do differently post, you know once we once we wrap everything up yeah we're going to have to look back and go okay what are the things that we could have been better at you know uh spent less time on these things maybe did order of operations differently i think there's sure. definitely going to be um a, a great episode looking back that we can kind of capture those things for yeah i i think it's not even like maybe things that we would have done differently because i think we didn't know but i think it's more of like hey what are we going to do differently moving forward mm -hmm. because all the things that we've done so far have gotten us to where we are now so Right. Um, yeah. Um, I, I have a little bit of time left, so I don't know if we want to try to wrap things up here in a minute, but, um, I, I actually got to get my daughter up sure. here in just about five minutes. So all good. Um, I mean, I don't have anything else to talk about. I think we're good. Okay. You good? Yeah, all right, I'm that's, good. That's cool. That's cool. Um, if you want to keep up to date, keep listening to this podcast week, every week on Fridays. They come out, hopefully. Also, in wait in two episodes, you know you know what's happening in two episodes. Episode fifty four. No, you don't. Talked about. I'm trying. To no, we didn't talk about it. Um, it's well, it's an eighteener. Eighteener. Every eighteen episodes, we bring on Ralph Cole to the podcast. 
Because <laughs> he was on episode 18 and then 36. All right, it's an 18-er. So on, make it on episode 54 in two weeks. I've already texted him about it. He's he's down. So, All right, um, love it. So, I mean, you can be a part of that one, too, uh, if, if you want. I just might take the week off. That's, that's <laughs> sounds also like, fine. Sounds like the episodes that he's on get more uh, more views anyway. Dude, so they do. I don't well, know why. <laughs> we might as well use it while we can, right? Yeah. It's probably because we talk about, like, other pop culture things, and then my title has, like, I had, like, something about Elden Ring in the last one because we talked about that. Yeah. And then it, it's probably just people searching that and find it. They're like, oh, what's this? Um, I love it. Hey, any way we can bring new people into our community, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm always down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so follow us on the socials. I posted a, a second a process video of one of my illustrations on our Instagram. So you can find some cool artwork stuff on there uh, at Bitwaffle Games and find a link to our Discord on our website, bitwafflegames.com. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone, and letting us cast this pod to your ears. And uh, that's that's a wrap. So uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. See you guys. Bye.